The following podcast contains adult themes and adult language. Listener discretion advised. And although we joke, if you or someone you know is affected by or a victim of domestic violence, dial 1-800-799-7233 or visit the National Domestic Violence Hotline's website, thehotline.org. It's always the husband, it's always the husband, it's always the husband, I don't keep everyone. This is Sarah. Hi, this is Megan. You are listening to It's Always the Husband podcast. You're damn right you are. Yes, you are. You chose it and you're listening to it, hopefully on purpose. You pressed play <laughs> and now you're stuck. Right. Um. Thank you to our Patreons who support us every month because I bought new headphones and now I realized <laughs> I can hear what I'm saying and I can hear what Megan's saying because I used a pair of quote borrowed quote <laughs> headphones from our secret job that I really are hot yeah um from 1972 mm-hmm. that I think were just decor they were decoration because they were not working because it's a whole different world if I can hear what you're saying if only I could have had a video of what transpired <laughs> right before we started taping because I just said something into the microphone and Sarah had this look of sheer horror at the sound, at the actual sound of my hear. voice. Like, I make a podcast with you? You're screeching. Yes. <laughs> she was like, oh my God. Oh my God, it's just fabulous. I've not heard one yeah. thing. Well, I haven't been able to hear her. God bless our patrons. Thank God for them. God yeah. bless us, everyone. And to our Patreon cat who sent us a care package for Randy and some surprises for us. So we're actually going to open it now and see. This is so insane. We are so excited. It's just like a Christmas all for us and well for randy i mean that yeah. bastard but where is randy so we can get randy in the thing i had that girl raquel or Rogel that lives here is gonna take some pictures <laughs> Rogel, Rogel, raquel <clears throat> i hope she gets our raquel welch yeah our yeah. potato olays nacho dip and right merlot cheese block. in our huge box of wine and our <laughs> And crackers. So I'll hold Randy. Do you want to cut it open? Oh, jeez. Don't let him bite your wrist. Yeah. Or bite, like, the new headphones where I can hear. Yeah. Okay, I'm cutting open the box right now. All right, we'll see if he looks. Look at Randy. Randy, look! <gasps> oh! Randy, what is it? Is it for Randy? It's proving to be a little bit tricky. Cat. No, he took off already. So we're gonna see Randy, if he comes. Look it. Randy, come here. Oh, there we go. Oh, it's so cute. Hard. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Oh my god, it's amazing. We have Shut wine up. gummies. You know we're gonna eat those so we're eating them hard right now. Right now. Just cute treats coffee oh my god a squirrel a chipmunk a, a chipmunk, chipmunk for randy, for randy. teas oh my gosh Burt's bees cuticle cream i need this well yeah my hands look like freddy krueger hands <laughs> oh 
cupcake. Oh, and the cutest little <gasps> toys. This says to Randy, quit fucking with the cords and <laughs> hands. You're lucky you're cute. I still have, look at I still have bloody scars. Oh, my goodness. He's going to the love these. Ever. Oh, my this gosh. We have a body cat. We can't even handle it. We're cat. so excited. This is insane. Bath bombs. <gasps> I've just been using dry shampoo on my body and not showering. Is that wrong? Yes. Oh, so now I can use this body it is wash. Wrong. Get ready for some soothing goodness. Take oh my it God. To- Thank There's you so much. There's cold and hot packs. We are just. I'm going to cry even, yeah. right now. We might oh, cry the whole time. Shower steamers. Cry. Oh my God. She is crying. She actually is crying. Thank you so much. Like, we can't even begin to deal with how wonderful our listeners are. This is. You don't even know how much I fucking love scoop waffles. Kat, I don't even know how you understood how Megan is like the number one stroop waffle (laughs) fan in the world. Like, she I eat these things like. They're, she knows us so well. I can't even understand. Uh, like she's the most wonderful person in the entire world. Thank you so much. This, I seriously cried. This we are is two amazing. secret job people this. that are nearly yeah. yeah nearly dying, and this is like an act of kindness that shows yes. that humanity still is worth fighting for. Oh. Look at that. Her card. Oh, my God. You are an angel that we don't, we obviously don't deserve. But my God, thank you so much. Randy is going to be the, like I said, the luckiest bastard. And it's Kat's Christmas card. With her, look at the eyes on those cats. Oh, my gosh. How, I didn't even do a Christmas card this year because I'm such a lazy Oh my god, so cute. <laughs> the cats are the best. Oh. And like the most, oh my gosh. Thank you so much. We just don't even know what to say. We, we really don't. don't. I'm speechless. So now we're going to eat the wine gums. Yeah, we're going to eat the wine gums and drink and put it on brandy. Let Randy play with all of these and just be so grateful for our listeners that we can't even. We hope we do you justice and make you like. Is that catnip? Yes. Catnip mice. Oh. Get high as a kite. I wonder if we ate it a little bit. Should we eat a little bit? Yeah, we should try it. it? Just to see what would happen. Thank you. (laughs) I can't even think. How do you say thank you? You, I don't know. Because I don't have proper words. To put into what this means for us. Thank you no, so much. No, it's amazing. And to everybody who listens and to everybody who writes and to co- in, on our Facebook page who comments, we each one, like you don't even know how much we appreciate and are stunned <sighs> and take to heart all the things you say because of our really, buffoonery. Yeah. And if we even make a difference in your day or made you laugh, I mean, laughter is just the one thing that keeps us going. Mm-hmm. You can have a really bad day and then your friend makes you laugh even for five minutes and you figure I can. I, I might can, be able to make it. I can keep my head out of the oven for one day. <laughs> one more day. <laughs> one more day. I'll keep that head out of the oven <laughs> and try again tomorrow because, you know, she made me laugh. Oh, thank you. This is nuts. This yeah. is nuts. Never we in my are, wildest dreams did I think no. I would ever get a care package. That's this kind. <sighs> and thoughtful and amazing. 
So hopefully now I, we have a lot of pressure to do everyone justice on this episode. Oh my, my God. God. Jeez. I got to spray a little bit more dry shampoo on these pits. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit on the crotch, a little bit on the pits. That's all you need. All those new commercials on Instagram are so disgusting like for the balls, so? balls and crotch rot yeah. did you see the crotch rot yes yeah you sent the, the crotch rot i sent rot. it to yeah. you and i was like is this a real thing we're just talking about how our crotches I mean, really, stink i mean we've been doing it for yeah. years but maybe they thought let's get to the point you know it's 2020 we're just gonna get to the point your crotch stinks use this shampoo on it or you, the soap yeah like what what's the difference right though? And your balls reek. All the soap, soap in the world it. isn't going to help my crotch. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, no. You need like a medicated, a medicated deodorant type shampoo. A removal yeah. of the crotchal area. In a ball. Like La- our mean. friend Lorinda did invent. She didn't put it into action, though. A medicated balls spray. <laughs> <laughs> she has not put it into production she yet. She didn't. Yeah. No, she didn't. For her husband, I mean, yeah. she said her husband needed it, but I'm, I don't know. You know, I don't We're know. We're not sure. <laughs> we didn't ask for the specifics no. at that point. Sorry. Um, <sighs> anyway, I'm just elated right now. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Randy is currently. Oh, he's playing he with playing? the catnip. Yep. He's playing with the nip already. He's going to get nipped up as if that's what Randy needs. Oh, now I put the chipmunk down. Oh, man. Otto is trying to get in the way, though, because Otto is a puppyish brain. And so he wants to play with everyone else's toys. And Diego is special needs, so he's in the corner. <laughs> Hiding. <laughs> Nelly's, poor Nellie's in her kennel. Well, what? Oh, Oopsies. she's home alone. Yeah, she's home alone. She's sleeping. Mm-hmm. She's fine. She loves it. Right, we are... Um, due to Megan's request of getting some, some years beyond 1997, um, I decided to go way back again to 1914. When I say go to the past, never did I mean the early 1900s. But you know how I am where I just say Dear fine listeners, and then I go back to 1208. <laughs> I want you to know this. I was just thinking maybe we could find like some talk about some 70s songs or like, you know, nope. Now we're talking about 1914. 1914. I mean, we all do remember 1914. Very vividly. Yes. That was a year. It sure was. was. I learned a lot in this episode about... Um, World War One. Right. I never really knew about that no. World War. No. <laughs> I knew it existed, but I wasn't really sure. But Mur- I like Murder. For some reason, on. I like Murder Maps because I like the show. I like the show Murder Maps. First off, because I have a fascination with British. Yeah. Shows. Yeah. Second, I kind of like how it has reenactments, but a lot of real life photos. Yeah. And pictures too, which Forensic Files does as well. Um, but then it also, again, shows you how men were bastards. <sighs> Even a hundred years Just ago, a thousand shit. years ago, men are total pieces of shit. And it doesn't ever change. Ever. No. So this Murder Maps, which you can find on Netflix, this is season one, and I think it was episode three, was a very actually famous case, which I don't think I'd ever heard about. But London and England in general 
man, they have some crazy ass murderers. No, there were. And I just think people did it all the time because they could get away with you it. Could. There was no there was no immediate communication with anyone ever. So no one it's missed like, anybody. No one talked no. to anybody. And on Netflix now is a show on the Yorkshire Ripper, which again is another, and that was from the 70s. Horrific case. Mm-hmm. And I'm like two episodes in on that one. But again, a nightmare, and they had no clues mm-hmm. and nowhere to go, installed for five years trying to catch this mm-hmm. guy, which they eventually did, and that bastard just literally died a few weeks ago of COVID. The Yorkshire Ripper. Ripper. What? Really? Yes. In- insane. He died of COVID in his mental hospital jail or whatever it's like your dream yeah i know i would like to not be in like a jail mental hospital but like a like a not like a five-star sanitarium i would take a three-star <laughs> you do want yeah. the wicker right yeah even i mean if, if they it have, had, doesn't have the wicker wheelchair i'm not gonna go to that even one. if they had a yeah. more yeah modern version right. you would no deny. i gotta go to the wicker wheelchair i'm sorry and then the little tray of your pills and your lemonade next yes. to you on the in a lake yeah that's all i want yep so this murder maps is called the Brides in the Bath mm-hmm. Killer, which he was known as the Brides in the Bath Killer because that's what was occurring. So this is not only the husband did it, he did it multiple times. He did. And the story of this crime is pretty amazing considering again the time frame and the lack, I mean the forensic the forensic uh, police studying forensics, I'm trying to say, mm. is just kind of being born just and coming starting, in yeah. and becoming popular and where they're realizing, okay, there are clues we can actually scientifically figure out and solve and attach to the criminal. And it's just really blossoming at this point, too. So it's kind of an interesting case. Which seems weird because it seems like so long ago. Oh, Right. I know my notes is running again. Her nose, you guys. Her nose. Right, because they really didn't they don't have anything right i mean there's fingerprints kind of started coming into evidence in the like the late 1800s they kind of thought realized oh everyone has different fingerprints but you didn't i mean you had to look at everyone and compare right. which took 900 years right and you had to find people right like where were yeah. people i don't know so 1914 what's going on in 1914 that that is pop culture. Not a whole I lot. I don't know, Sarah, what yeah. is. Because in 1914 in London, they made it sound like everything pretty much um, sucked ass all the time. I believe that it did. You kind of think, like, I think when I go to Disney all the time, and I always think, like, you look at Main Street USA, and it's supposed to be kind of like turn of the century I don't. I, I think that that wasn't real life. <laughs> Disney's Main Street. Well, because no. turn of the century seemed like it sucked hardcore. Well, I often think I don't know if this is true because I've never been to the UK, but it seems very dreary and rainy. Yeah, and full of coal chimneys. So right. the pollution was insane. And you then would I just have raining coal. Right. You would go outside and be pitch black i just started the crown too and i learned about the five days when the fog was so horrible that everyone died dead we i do that in my secret job we discuss that how literally kids would be playing outside 
for like recess or playing outside and they would get so sick that they would have to go to the hospital. People like 50,000 people died because they just went outside and breathed. for five days. It's because the pollution was so bad because they did had all sorts of coal heating mixed with for some reason a stall in like the weather the it atmosphere was where yeah, wind was wasn't blowing the pollution right. away through london and people were literally going outside breathing the air and dying or getting Dropping hit by dead. buses yes. because <laughs> it's yeah. so foggy yes totally gross What's happening in London in 1914 seemed truly awful. First off, people are pouring into Britain because they're trying to escape czarist Russia. That sounds Mm -hmm. pretty shitty. Um, Lenin made London his home in 1908. He's even escaping from Russia. World War II has just started. So you have all of these young men and men Mm -hmm. going and fighting in this terrible war that killed millions of people was and truly violent and disgusting and new poisons of chlorine gas and horrible. You're blown up. And I mean, God awful And France is torn apart. Horrendous. I'm just going to believe you that and everything you say, because I don't know these things. I mean, awful. There was so much violence in the city because people were mad at, you know, foreigners coming in. There's crime. There's fear. We did watch that clip of the British guard. I don't think it was it the Scots guard or British guard. And for some reason, their hats were yeah, 1,900 hats. feet tall and furry. And they still have like the guards for the queen, yeah. the tall furry hats. What's the meaning of this hat, this tall furry How hat? does that help you in battle? How would a tall furry chinchilla some sort of chinchilla fur hat that's two feet tall be some sort of military hat i don't understand why men would choose that hat and wear it um it seems odd doesn't it and it looks weird it looks like you're wearing a terrible bouffant wig and it's just all these men with bouffant wigs then also at the same um then at the top, didn't they have like a little? Well, that was spear- the German. The German. Oh, that was hats. the Germans. Yeah. So the Germans who were fighting had the hats with the big okay. spike on it. And talk about phallic symbol. Why do you need a hat with a giant pointy spike on it? I, I don't know. Like, what is the, What is that? Are they going to lower their heads and then? Yeah, maybe run like a ram somebody. I, I don't, don't get it. Again, what is the aesthetics of having a giant? I'm ass? not sure. I don't know. But they did talk about how, which sets up our, um, why the women made these choices is that pretty much life for women was fucked. You still, there was suffragette trying to vote. They got the vote earlier in England than for women, I believe, than the United States. Of course they did. But still, they're fighting to try to have the right to vote and have an opinion and be treated as a human being. In England, and so all these women were being arrested, and they were trying to have rallies. And women could not really own their own property; they couldn't really have their own money. If they married, everything went to their husband. Your kid, you really got no rights to your kids. You had nothing. And so, if you got married, you were fucked. But if you weren't married, you couldn't really have a job and your own money in your own place anyway, and you were fucked. So this is like the and situation they made you. I in. feel like there was a lot of public shame. I feel like. 
If you they were a made forty-year-old women yeah. go stand in the town square and threw insults and rotten tomatoes at them. I've, yes, and said, You're "You ugly whore!" Right. You, you can't even get married. Yeah, you can't even get a man. Oh, so this was what women were dealing with: having no rights, and you're fucked if you do or fucked if you don't. So basically, really, right? The show is yeah. like setting up how shitty it is, it is to be a woman, and so how easy. Um, prey they they became for men who were trying to just con them for into men taking who were fuckers right. yeah marriage was pretty much the only way <sighs> kind of out of their situation but then mm-hmm. again you get married your husband owns everything and you're trapped mm-hmm. anyway so it's really just kind of a hard s- situation so we're introduced to Margaret Lofty, who they show a picture of her and we actually we're like she was actually pretty attractive really pretty but they said, yeah, she was 38. She was 38. So just a spinster of all spinsters in 1914. Margaret has kind of a whirlwind romance with John Lloyd. He seemed really well off. He seemed like he had money. He was charming. He swept her off of her feet. He was a little bit older. He was a little said. older. Yeah. yeah. She had a really hard life. Marriage had passed her by. <laughs> You know, she fell hard for this rich older man. Her parents were in the dark. She did not tell her parents at all about this situation and married him. And she lived one day as a married woman and drowned in the bath the next day. She was found dead in her bathtub. Correct. Yes. The police come, you know, and just it's pretty much just a drowning they find her dead. She was actually, they said, later on the floor dead. Right. Right. But her bathtub is sitting there. She clearly had drowned in the bathtub. And we see Arthur Neal, who works for Scotland yeah. Yard, which you've heard of kind of Scotland Yard is the like cream of the crop police here. He's dealing with World War II, World War One, just starting, still trying to deal with all these crimes that are happen- happening, everyone dying and being murdered left and right. So he's kind of in a little bit of a stressful He said he was situation. on the lookout for quote-unquote aliens right. who were coming in from other yes. countries. People who were deserting the war. Yeah. He was supposed to be on the lookout for them. He's following them and trying to look for them deserters. He was also supposed to be enforcing the curfew for everybody else to stay in and stay safe. Right. And then they give the actor who plays Detective Neal a little monologue scene where he's telling us all of these things. And then he says, you couldn't even buy binoculars. Well, good what fucking the God. Fuck does that have binoculars. to do with anything? What is world Who coming to? Because you're pervs? Everybody's well, you're gonna, how are you going to look at ankle? You're going to look at ankle when people are changing in their <laughs> shitty apartment. That was the right. travesty of the day? I guess. I mean, binoculars. Well, how are you going to bird watch? <laughs> Inspector I don't know. Arthur Neal just kind of is dealing with all this shit show of his life, pretty much. And the death of Margaret Lofty is really just this is one more thing. An, you know, okay, an accident, she drowned in the tub, whatever. It isn't until a while later he actually receives this troubling message in the mail 
where this dad of another wife that drowned in the bathtub sends him these two messages or two cutouts from the make from the newspaper describing his daughter's death in the bathtub as well as Margaret Lofty's death in the bathtub and Arthur Neal, who again was kind of touted as a super inspector. He actually went on to become a pretty important guy in the Scotland yard. He realizes that there are incredible similarities in the newspaper article between the two deaths of these women that were new brides and they died drowning in the bathtub. About Margaret, one year right, apart right. from each other. Yeah. So Margaret died right pretty much the next day, while the other bride, whose name it was Alice yes, Burnham. Burnham. Yeah. She, what did she last? Like a few months? She lasted six weeks. Oh, six weeks. Yeah. yeah. Not even two months. Not quite two months. Yep. So Alice Burnham was 25. Again, she was kind of really pretty. She was younger, so 25 was still probably a dirty spinster back then, I'm sure. She was a nurse who worked in the South Sea area. So that's a coastal town of England that looked like really pretty, I guess, right on the coast. She was a care of an elderly man. So I'm assuming she just wiped his butthole. (laughs) 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 I don't know. Did terrible things to help this elderly man go to the bathroom. But she had a sudden death again in the bathtub. She was single, met met this kind of charming older man who said he was rich. It said she thought he was handsome, but I later find that I don't I don't know if handsome's the right word I would use for this fellow. If you like a lot of mustache in a lot of wiener, then this was the man for you. Wiener attitude in the face. (laughs) Not wiener, like a lot of wiener, actual wiener, wiener face. His name was George Smith. A month after their very first meeting, George Smith asked her to marry him. She married him against her parents' wishes. And six weeks later, she's found dead in her bathtub. So George Joseph Smith and Mr. Lloyd... What was his first name? John John Lloyd Lloyd become two men that our inspector Neil is wanting to find and talk to. And he starts having suspicions that possibly these two men are the same man going by different names, using the same technique to kill his wives. But they literally have nothing at this point. They have no pictures of him. Um, They ask people like, what does he look like? And they're like, well, he has a mustache. Like, Every other but fucking did, person. Yes, yeah. They did say that um, another description of George Smith was that he walks with his knees slightly yes! bent together. What does that mean? You walk with your knees slightly bent together. That is the weirdest walk of all time. Does he have to piss all the time? But then after that, they said, so he could be anyone. I'm like, does did everyone, everyone have scurvy and crooked legs? Put their knees together? And just have to piss all the time and have rickets? I'm not sure. <laughs> Did everyone look like that? Because the, sure. it was so gross to use the bathroom because they didn't have outhouses still? Or did they have actual indoor plumbing then? I don't uh, know. Well, their bathtubs Well, Harriet Olsen right? Little House on the Prairie had indoor plumbing. And that's before 1900, Yeah, right? these people had bath. They drowned yeah. in the bathtubs yeah, they in must their have house. Maybe had yeah, they toilet. I don't know. But walking with your knees together is not okay. That's weird. Don't do that. 
George. It's a problem. Well, he had a problem. Maybe he had a problem. Oh, yeah. Arthur Neal had a sergeant that worked under him named Harold Reed. And they start making, they start being really suspicious that this might be a serial killer. Of course, they don't use the term serial killer until the 1970s. If you watch Mindhunter, where the FBI or created their little group of forensic psychology finally to determine that there were you know serial killers out there so it's just a guy who's seems to be killing wives and together harry reed with the officer that came into the very first murder margaret lofty they go to the scene of the first death margaret's death and the officer that came in and first saw it all describes what he saw he saw margaret naked on the floor, he did ask for the husband to cover her up, saying it just wasn't right for her to be laying there naked on the floor. But the husband couldn't because he was pumping her arms <laughs> back and forth. That's called the 1914 CPR. I guess. <laughs> like they were doing so the her, crocodile yeah, rock. Right. Her tits are out. As she, and she's <laughs> just waving her arms all over the place, not helping anything. Yeah. doing nothing but waving her arms all over and he said the bath water was still warm so this must have Mm -hmm. happened very recently dr lloyd found out or lloyd mentioned that he had just taken margaret to the doctor the day before because she was having headaches but then the police questioned the doctor and they said that Lloyd pretty much just did all the talking, describing her symptoms, what was going on. Margaret herself really wasn't saying just anything. Sat there, yeah. Which becomes kind of an important clue on the Emmy or the mm-hmm. MO of this guy, what he does. Police are searching all over London to find any sign of George Smith or John Lloyd. Again, you could just disappear into nothingness then. You really could. Right. You just Go to disappear. another town, make up a new name, and no one cares. Start over. Yeah. Nobody, you would, no one would ever know. Right. The autopsy on Margaret, the first bride in the bath, said that her lungs were filled with soapy water. She definitely was drowning in that bath, but everything else was normal. Her heart, her brain, there was really no sign for her to just pass out and drown. It didn't, there was no medical reason for her to just right. drop dead in the bathtub. The phone rings, and that's where I said I wanted that. I wanted that phone. Of course you do. Sarah loves old phones, you guys. You you know, the phone where you hold it and you talk into the cone and you lift it up and you have the cone to your ear. And it's nine feet tall. And you just could keep it in your purse and pull out that (laughs) and look like a total douchebag. Hello? (laughs) They realized that Margaret had a JCPenney's insurance. (laughs) $700. It was seven hundred dollars, which probably pounds. was a lot. Seven hundred pounds, yeah. of course, pounds. So she went to J.C. Penney's and took out a seven hundred pound insurance the week before she died. And the week, so this she lied. Con was going on even in nineteen fourteen. This insurance con by husband, and he was making her do it because she said, "No, I'm single." And um, yeah, I have no plans on getting married. Right. She totally lied. Yeah. Because they were probably asking her, ma'am, we've seen this right. before. Yeah. Are you married? Um, no, I, I, I just am not married. I'm a spinster. Look at me. I'm 38 and I'm <laughs> haggard. 
And I've never seen a man's wiener. Ma'am, <laughs> I'll sign a paper to say that I've never seen a wiener. <laughs> Ma'am, we believe you. But um, is it my mustache? <laughs> is it the mustache or the unibrow? It's, a, <laughs> it's both in tandem. Um, Ma'am, this kind of thing only happens when a an elderly rich gentleman comes into town and sweeps the spinsters off their feet has that happened to you ma'am no i mean i i i know i i i've never met an elderly gentleman that's rich <laughs> define elderly and define rich and define man ma'am you're too dumb for this conversation just sign here thank you you're welcome then a week later, she's married. And a day, day later, later, she's, she's dead. dead. So the insurance scam seemed to be a major clue. But this is how they get him. Right. So, of course, Alice has a will, the second bride in the bath. She has an insurance scam as well. So when George Smith, the name he was going by and his actual real name goes to pick up cash from the death of the second wife, the police are there waiting for him. Detective yes. Neal was right there. He was one step ahead Yeah, caught him. So George Smith is arrested. He was born in 1872, and they say at Old Ford, Bethel Green. Are we supposed to even know what, what that means? What is that? I don't know. Why does London and UK have 1,800 like boroughs within a county, within a town, within a city, within an area, within a state. In and the everything UK. has multiple word right. names. Like they don't just have a no, it's Minneapolis not just, or. No. It seems like, how do you know where to send a letter? It seems like you'd have to do 20 hundred times. I'm not sure. I don't get it. Of course, he had no employment, douchebag. He had no address because he just floated around yeah. in his pseudonyms. Police learned that it was his gig to pretty much seduce women. And again, with the face he had, I don't understand if they were sighted women or not. It was, well, they were all older. So yeah, maybe they were desperate spinsters. The cataracts. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. At 38. That, 38, you know. 1914 is 79. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He would marry them. They would have life insurance and he would kill them. Yeah. And they said he made it would money. seduction, mm-hmm. marriage, life insurance. A doctor visit. Always yeah. a doctor visit. I guess you needed to have a sign off on your doctor probably to get your life insurance. And so then a bath. Do today a little bit. And then he would just make them take a yep. bath. Which, if there was dry shampoo, you could just spray on your pits. They would have said, suck it, bitch. That's how you see. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you save yourself every damn day, Sarah. Right. You just coat and coat and coat right. and coat. <laughs> exactly <laughs> until until your family lives in a tent in your front yard because the stand they don't care they don't care so he has a history of killing wives because they look back in time they said let's go back let's not just go back to the 1970s let's go way back in time they look at 1910 and Bessie Monday. What a name. What a 1910 name. There's Bessie. still more. There are more brides and there are more bass and there are more deaths. Bessie, again, is a 33-year-old spinster. She feels unfulfilled because she never got married. Little did they know that you just, they just, oh. They were lucky as hell. Yes, but you didn't. 
they should have run to the I English know. countryside and basked so in the glory of just, their God. I know. She was so forlorn that she had never gotten married. She's depressed. They show a picture of her and she had one of those turn of the century buns that were <laughs> it was like, very loose in the front. Like enormous hair. Yeah. Like enor like the bun is enormous. Yeah. Where you tease to where it's like the size of a planet on your head. On your head. But <laughs> yes. then the, the small bun, yes. little bun. The small yeah. bun. Oh. She meets a man. Some of the uh, Duggar, sometimes the Duggar mom yeah. had that. Yeah. Well, she her had hair was fucked. Be- her hair was fucked beyond. A little bit. They, who? Someone tried to do her hair in like a modern hairstyle once and then Jim Bob didn't like it. So she went back like an hour later to her crispy bangs. Someone and, did her hair yes, one She time? actually looked kind of n- almost normal. And she went home and Jim Bob didn't like it. So she had to go back to the perm and the crispy bangs. Chimba blows he sucks ass. so bad. Yeah. Her uterus is so prolapsed. She has to have like literal uterus like a dick coming out of her crotch. <laughs> yes. yes, where it's dragging on the yeah. floor. You have There's to be able no to way. see it. No. Oh, jeez. What's wrong with them? <sighs> a lot. She met a man in the summer. So it was kind of like um, Sandy and Danny from Greece. <laughs> And they were running along the beach. Summer loving. Yes, having summer loving. It was much colder because they were on the beach in England. It can get warm. They have palm trees on the beach in England. And some of the southern England has palm trees, I think. I don't, I, okay. Maybe. I don't know, but it seems that people are Our always... Our UK listeners let us know. Covered there's some. But then it's, yeah, I mean, then it's windy and cold all the time as well. I don't know. He painted a picture of a very exotic life that he led. Mm -hmm. This man called Henry Williams. He said he traveled the globe because he was a painting restorer. I guess. How do you prove that? Unless she made him like actually paint a picture in front of her. And he just. Oh, ma'am. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, I don't have my acrylics with me. That's not at all his job because his douchebag has never been anywhere. He doesn't have a job. He has no skills. Her father had left her $2,500, which I'm sure by 1910 standards was quite a bit of money. They said it was a lot of money. Right. And it was in a trust by her uncle. But if she got married, of course, it all goes to her husband. Well, the day because she's women can't be trusted to, They're too dumb to take understand care what money of their means. money. Oh, man. This is the weirdest part to me about the crown. All the while, like they're oppressing women. Women can't make any decisions. They have had female queens running the show. Yes. Saying that they're the closest thing to God. There have been female monarchs and female rulers since Cleopatra before. Since the beginning of time. But that never equated to them that like we're letting a female run our... Right. She might have her period and make a bad decision when she's on her period. Although you can't have a president that's emotional if it's a man. No, right. God forbid. Yeah. No, women have been getting the shaft all the time. And I don't know why we take it all the time. We just kind of say, okay, I guess. Because you have children and then you have to do what you ca- you care about your children. And you make, if you have children, you make decisions to stay with psychotics yeah. and to stay with terrible husbands because you're terrified of how you're going to care for your children and that's what gets a lot of us oh i don't know but 
women were seduced by his charm and his hypnotic ways and his hypnotic eyes. They kept which saying that he was hypnotic. And then they show a picture of this man. He looks like a huge, just nerd. Hillbilly nerd. Yes. Where you would look at One him and be like, One of his eyes eh. looked a little mis... Something was like wrong. There's something wrong underneath Well, it looked like he had a black it. eye or something. Oh, so I wonder if that he got, was, was a what prison it was. photo and got beat up or something. <laughs> like that one we did last week or whatever. That douchebag oh bud who was beaten up in prison. Yes. He was beaten up in prison for sure. But I wrote, he looked like a wiener dork. <laughs> like if there's a wiener dork, this was this guy. He did have a really full right. mustache though. So now it's getting serious. They find that three brides have died drowning in the bathtub. And he got money from each one From of each them. month. It's a very suspicious, same modus operandi for the yeah. same guy that is described kind of in the same way. And they realize they might have some kind of serial killer happening. In walks Dr. Spillsbury. So who is Dr. <gasps> Spillsbury? So you the, guys, right. if you if want never to heard see of him before, a handsome right. man handsome. from 1914. back in the day, he is your man. This is a guy you've never heard of, but should be celebrated, actually. Dr. Spillsbury was called the modern Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. or the real-life Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, real-life Sherlock Holmes. So Sherlock Holmes stories were kind of the late 1800s, early 1900s. I read them <laughs> so today. all the time. But it fascinated people. It was always like his short stories are, were put into a magazine called The Strand. So people would get this magazine and just read all the time like a Sherlock Holmes story. And it was really where they could kind of get their true crime fix. Yeah, and they this were idea us. that you could solve crime using, you know, these theories. Sherlock Holmes had like a super observation skills and that's how he he could observe things that no one else could really see and solve the crime by observing the situation like sean on psych yes yes (laughs) (laughs) exactly and true crime was really people were just as fascinated by true crime then as they are now actually they ate it up in the papers i mean what's her name that killed her husband or killed her dad with the axe Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden's case like fascinated everybody. It really just became where if something happened, people were so excited because someone else's life was worse than theirs for the yeah. moment and they could kind of yeah. whisk away their problems. Dr. Spillsbury, though, was a real life forensic scientist. He introduced really the scientific community to the idea that you can solve crimes by using science. There's all sorts of science in he would they said they described how he would smell the corpse. Yes. Like stick his nose right into the corpse where people are gagging and dying people, of the stench. Yeah, the other police in the picture with him were like looking like they were gonna barf. Right. And his nose and is he right had into their the nose butthole of the corpse. Right in the yeah. corpse. But he could smell certain things and maybe pick up poison like the arsenic. He had the arsenic can. nose. Yeah, the arsenic could... nose that only mm-hmm. a third of us have. He would look for clues on the body, like hairs and mm-hmm. fingerprints and things like that and real and had ways to test chemicals and really all the 
colleges at the time started having a forensic science mm-hmm. department like labs. and it just really bloomed where police actually had this extra tool to solve all these major crimes. He Bernard. So I looked up Bernard Spilsbury's you life did? a little okay. bit. He was born in 1877 and married Edith Horton. Oh, good. Edith. Okay. He had four kids, a yep. daughter and three sons, but we find out that two of his sons died during World War II. Mm-hmm. And he was, as anyone is, really very, you know, loved his kids. So having two of your kids die very close together of just idiot causes of a war right. was so devastating to him. He also had his finances at the time towards his death were in the shitter. <laughs> his health was declining. He actually died by suicide by some sort of poisonous gas he had in his own chemistry lab in 1947. Oh, okay. But before that time, like, you know, from 1900 to when he died, he was the forensic pathologist of all of London, pretty much. Incredibly famous. He would testify in all these incredibly famous murder cases. And his word was actually... Like his, if he said it, it happened. That's how much people trusted his opinion. And they even said sometimes, even when he was wrong, if he said it, juries would still believe, believe him, him over because someone else. of his clout. Yeah, that's how famous he was. Yeah, I said right. he was the first Paul Holes. Yes, yeah, and Paul Holes. Thank God for him. Hashtag hot for holes. Right, and his Murder Squad podcast yes. is really good. If you haven't listened to it, that's it's really it. really good. Well, he is a handsome handsome man but he so handsome is smart as shit he does it everything does no he's like detective forensic right. scientist he like has a thousand degrees and right. does everything and caught the goddamn golden state killer whatever they called it yeah in. yeah Iran's golden state killer asshole he yeah. yes east area rapist oh the worst human being on earth currently well, there's a lot there's of competition. Still a lot of yeah, there <laughs> a lot of competition. But this guy is, yeah, the original hot for holes. Right. So our inspector calls in Dr. Spilsbury because he knows that Dr. Spilsbury can probably come up with something to catch this killer. So now who's squeaking? Otto? Um, God damn it. Yeah. Otto likes his squeak toy. Aww. Sorry if you can hear it. Right away, Dr. Spilsbury decides, let's exhume the bodies of the three wives. <laughs> and let's Gross have all shit. of the bathtubs sent to us here in London. So <laughs> for real. not joking. He's not fucking yeah. around. People are sending him bathtubs right. and he's digging up dead bodies. They find that the dead bodies are pretty much just skeletons at the point and they learn <laughs> nothing new. No. They don't even know if they embalmed them. No, thank you. You can put they those back now. Put you in a box and put you in the ground and said, fuck you, pretty much. <laughs> they had the bathtubs come. What are you going to figure out from a bathtub? And I looked online. You can actually see a real picture of the bathtubs. Really? Yes. They had pictures of the bathtubs. He is in the reenactments. They have this handsome actor come in mm-hmm. in his little suit because you had to wear a suit everywhere in 1914. God forbid you went outside with not dressed to the night. Can you imagine what pe- they would say about us right they now? They would think we were disgusting human beings. Like I even can't even get 50s, on my pajamas. You would have to wear a hat and a fucking suit. Look at I Love Lucy. She would have to dress to the nines to go out to the grocery store. Yes. And then she wore her like little house dress at home. You would wear your best 
dress Ricky to go get on an wore airplane. Every day remember? to go to his yeah. And he was a dancer or he was a band leader and he wore a damn suit. You dress up to get on the airplane. Yeah, yes. everything. Oh. Spillsbury then has a flash of inspiration as he's staring at the bathroom. Yeah, he does. He recalls some story of some idiot captain who drowned on a ship. And <laughs> when the idiot captain <laughs> fell into the water, he was so shocked by hitting the water that it rendered him unconscious. And he kind of was grabbing onto like the bags of shit he was holding for some reason. And so that thought is in his head. He's saying if these women went into the water really quickly, maybe they went unconscious and then he could easily have drowned them in them without a fight because he's noticing that there really is, there was never any sign of a struggle when the police went into the scenes of these three wives, these three wives. And one of them, Mrs. Mundane had died and the soap was right. clutched in her hand. She used soap. Lottie da. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, you use soap. Um, and so yes. he was thinking the same thing happened. Like they were shocked or taken off guard. So quickly. And dumped into the just, water. Yeah. Right. And went under. Went rigid. That their body did the same thing as this weird ass captain when his ship sunk. Right. So George Smith is in jail at this time. He can only be tried for the first murder of his first bride in the bath kill of Bessie. Who was Bessie. Right. But rarely allowed was, I mean, it was a rare occurrence that they actually allowed evidence of Margaret's death and Alice's death into the trial. I I guess that was super weird. I didn't really get what they were saying, but I I, guess, yeah, before you couldn't really say like, well, there's all these other crimes against him and use it in court, but they allowed it this time. Dr. Spilsbury takes the stand. So he was already at this point pretty famous because he had solved a few other pretty famous crimes somebody called dr crippen right and that is another murder maps dr crippen killed his wife we're gonna have to watch that that one and then frederick but what he does dr spilsbury pulls a forensic files carol to prove his theory in court carol carol I see you in there with your lunch, Carol, sitting in the back, listening into this trial. Carol, put your lunch down. Put it down, Carol. I need you, dear Carol. Get up here. Remember I said when I'm testifying, Carol, that you're going to come up here and get in the bath? Carol. All right, Carol, now get in the bath. Carol, get in the bathtub. So this female police officer, Carol, gets in the bathtub, and this is what Spillsbury's theory was, that Nuts. George Smith killed his wives by yanking the shit out of their legs, pulling their legs straight up so that their upper body is dunked in the water. And the force and the shock of being pulled and dunked under so fast made them unconscious. Then he could just hold the mother under and kill and them. die. Yeah, they would die. So he had to prove to the jury that that actually happened. So he used Forensic Files Carol, the female police officer, got into the bathtub with in front of everyone in front of everyone into a wet bathtub full of water probably in her clothes hopefully she didn't get me <laughs> carol this isn't carol, gonna really keep be... your goddamn shirt on carol <laughs> this isn't really gonna work unless you take all yeah. of your uniform well, you off just can carol take the bottoms off carol <laughs> 
that's and then Doctor Spillsbury grabs Carol's legs, yanks, and the goddamn female police officer passes out to the point where they had to resuscitate her. She died in the court. They resuscitated her in live court. Yes, because she fucking died to make an example of how he killed his wives. Holy shit, women! What the hell? And they couldn't. They couldn't have told her ahead of time because then it wouldn't have worked. Because the whole thing was was like she had to be shocked. So they're like, Carol, get in the tub. Carol, now you're just going to get in the. You're going to just enjoy this bubble bath in front of us all. Shirt off a little bit, Carol. Take (laughs) take a boob. Give us a little nip, Carol. And then just nothing's going to happen, Carol. No, you're just going to get in the bathtub. No, I know it sounds weird. You're just going to get in the bathtub and they're going to ask you a few questions, Carol. <laughs> We're just showing them what it looks like yeah. when a woman's in the tub. They killed her and brought her back to life, which I guess was sensational, according <laughs> to the court attendees. Where It, yep, it is you, sensational You proved me. your yeah. point there, yep. Dr. Spillsbury. You proved your point by killing... A woman. I don't think Paul court. Holes would have ever. I don't done think that. Paul Holes would have done that at all. Mm-mm. But pretty much that just proved his theory. Now Smith had Marshall Hall, Edward Marshall Hall, who was a popular attorney known as the Great Defender. I like to call him Anthony Michael Hall. Right, Anthony Michael <laughs> Hall really couldn't do much. He was kind of a showman really was kind of a personality and won his court cases by really just being like a showman that tricked the jury into all this shit. But I don't think he really even could say anything. He put that wig on and he he was They wear giant, these barristers wear, and I think they still do, giant weird ass George Washington wigs. Why? I don't know. Why do you do that in London? Why do you do that, UK? Why we do you need wear UK the wigs? fans to help us right. understand Where this. do you wear the wigs? I don't understand. Because I think they still wear the wigs. George Smith did not testify in his own behalf, which is good idea. a good idea. Except he um, still was found guilty of bigamy. We'll find out why. Oh, my God. And murder three times over. Yeah. He was found guilty in early 1915 and was executed in August of 1915. Mm-hmm. They don't play around. No, they don't. He was hung. And the day after he was hung, we find out that he has an original first wife. An original first wife that he married in 1898. So 12 years before Bessie that he killed. Her name was Carolyn Thornhill. She had hot glasses. <laughs> And she had the foof bun, too. She had hot ass glasses and she was a handsome woman. (laughs) A handsome woman. But she was the only one who survived. Yes, he didn't kill her. So bigamy because he was married to her the whole time. They kept saying he was a bigamist. And I was like, how is he a bigamist? He's killing all all of them. Well, no. then we find out he's been married the whole time. And Good she's God. Where has she been? Why has she not put her foot down? I don't know. But the day after he died, put she got married down. to a Canadian soldier and moved to Canada. Yep. She took Bye. off. She married a sexy Canadian yeah. soldier. A Mountie? She married a Mountie <laughs> and was like, she took Bye, off. bitches. Oh, um, I loved that part of the story. Yeah. You know what that reminded me of? Um, Devil in the White City. Yeah. Because he 
had 1900 wives. The wife. But he had a wife that he never hurt and he never mm-hmm. killed. And he had a kid with yeah. her. And she always lived with her parents. And then he had his like torture chamber in Gas the city. Chamber, torture yes. chamber. So fucked. room. Yeah. He killed all of the carpenters that built yes. the kill mansion. Well, he had to. Oh, H.H. H. Holmes, right? Yeah. 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 So 1914, you cannot say the past was kinder times because it wasn't. No. People always say the good old days or, you know, all this stuff. Men were fucked in the 1950s and the 1960s and the 1940s and the 1800s and the 1700s, the beginning of time. They're fucked in the head. Right. They'll kill you for your insurance money or they'll just kill you because they're having an affair. Yeah. Or they'll kill you because they feel like it. Yeah. Since forever. Exactly. Forever. So you have to just be on your guard, I guess. Keep your wits about you <laughs> at all times. Do not drink constantly like us and be unaware of what your husband is doing. We would have died in the bathtub yeah. long before our husbands, our husbands could have don't lifted our legs up. They don't want to yeah. see us naked in the bathtub. No. no. They After are 90 against. wines, we would yeah. have just gone. They're against oh. it. Well, that's our show for you this week. We took you back in time. And if you are interested in more content, we do, like we said, have a Patreon that you can join. Links in our show notes. We have a Facebook page and a Facebook group and an Instagram and a Twitter. And it's so fun. Just to hear what you think about the cases and just to even know about you, the listener. Just let us know what you think or talk and people love true crime and are just trying to get by yeah <laughs> trying to get by without killing yourself god you guys the vaccines yeah. went out right yeah so maybe we can go out in the town again someday, someday we'll get to sing karaoke right again. i know but anyway take care and we will see you next week yes next week bye. or this week bye this week bye next week right bye, bye. bye. <laughs>